Turn your Bible, if you would, to Psalm 23. We continue in Psalm 23, looking at verse 2 today. Two weeks ago, I, I preached a sermon on contentment. That sermon was geared more toward a challenge, you know, where do we find contentment? The sermon today is also about contentment, but the focus of today's sermon is how the shepherd provides contentment, what the shepherd does for the sheep to provide contentment. We'll be looking at verse 2, but I want to read all of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we come to this great feast today. We don't need money. We come freely as we are. We pray that you would speak to us today through your word. We thank you that it is our life, our health, and our peace. Give that to us today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. The picture of a shepherd would have been very well understood in the days of the Old and New Testaments. Scripture uses it many places, especially here in Psalm 23, but also in John 10 and a few other places in Scripture. Some of us, myself included, are not very familiar with what a shepherd does because I'm not around sheep very much. But as you study shepherds and sheep, you come to see how powerful a comparison it really is. In many, way, many, many ways, we are just like sheep. We desperately need a shepherd. And whether you realize it or not, you need a shepherd. Sheep are animals which do not find contentment very easily. The least little thing disrupts their well-being. They scare easily. They panic easily. A mere jackrabbit darting across the pasture can send a flock of sheep running When one sheep begins to run in fear, others will follow, not knowing why the first one is running. But at the slightest hint of danger, they're moving around, they're restless, they're discontent. And it's understandable why that is so. They have no means of self-defense. 
Running is their only recourse when danger is near. And yet the presence of the shepherd makes all the difference in the world. The presence of the shepherd calms the fears of the sheep. Sheep really do need the shepherd. They would not survive without a shepherd. We really need a shepherd. Because we're just like sheep. We don't find contentment very easily. When we find it, we don't hold on to it very long. We scare easily. We panic easily. The least little thing disrupts our well-being and sometimes we're ready to run. Last week we saw that the theme of Psalm 23 is that the shepherd is able to provide whatever you need in whatever situation you are facing. In verse 1, the focus is how the shepherd is able to provide whatever you need in whatever situation you are facing. He is a shepherd who is near and he is a shepherd who is personal. The Lord is my shepherd. This morning in verse 2, the focus is on what the shepherd does for the sheep in order to bring contentment to the sheep. Verse 2, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. What a great picture. A picture of peace and serenity, a picture of quietness and rest, a a picture of fulfillment and contentment. Things that we all desire. We all want these things. Verse 2 shows us that it's the shepherd. It's the shepherd who provides this peace, this quietness, this contentment for the sheep. These things come from the hand of the shepherd. And once we see everything that the shepherd does for the sheep, I pray you will want to be part of his flock. So how does the shepherd provide contentment for the sheep? What is it that the shepherd does that brings contentment for the sheep? Well, first thing we see in verse 2 is that the shepherd feeds the sheep. He makes me lie down in green pastures. If sheep are hungry, they will not lie down. It's as simple as that. By instinct, they run around searching for food. You make a sheep lie down by filling its stomach. It's like the infant whose cries are quieted by the milk. Or maybe closer to home to some of us, after that Sunday afternoon meal, right? We find ourselves in that favorite chair or on the couch and we're dead to the world. Contentment follows feeding. When sheep are fed, they are content. Now this is not just true physically, this is true spiritually. There is a relationship between our contentment and how well we are spiritually fed. The more we feed at the hand of the good shepherd, the more we will be content. 
Ezekiel 34, 15, God says, I will feed my flock and I will make them lie down. How content are you? How fulfilled are you? How satisfied are you? The answer might have something to do with how often you feed from the hand of your shepherd. Think about this for a minute this morning. What if you only ate food on Sunday? So you go home this afternoon and you stuff yourself. You eat and you eat. Don't get sick. But you eat until you are very full. How long will that last? Monday afternoon, maybe? Maybe some could go till Tuesday. But the point here is a Sunday feeding cannot last all week. That's not just true physically, that is true spiritually. Are you spiritually starved? How often are you eating from the hand of your shepherd? Have you been too busy to read the word, to pray, to spend time with your shepherd? It will impact your spiritual life. It will impact how you look at the world. It will impact your condition of restlessness, contentment. Contentment comes from feeding at the hand of our shepherd. And so, we see up to this point that shepherd provides contentment by feeding us. He also provides contentment by taking away the fears of the sheep. Second part of verse 2, he leads me beside still waters. The shepherd takes away the fears of the sheep by providing rest. What is translated quiet waters or still waters in some of your translations literally reads waters of rest. And I've read that sheep will not drink from a fast-moving stream. They're afraid of it. The shepherd must find water that is quiet and still for the sheep to drink from. The shepherd provides rest by taking away the fears of the sheep. If you're afraid, if you're fearful, it's hard to rest. It's hard to be at peace. If you're sitting to a rushing stream, whatever that might be for your life at, at this period of your life, that that rushing stream, you'll be tense and afraid. The shepherd leads his sheep to places of rest. When that state of panic comes, what a comfort it is to see the shepherd in the midst of the flock. Look to him to take away your anxious worries. When those fears arise, what a comfort to see the shepherd drawing near. His presence is a calming presence. 
Last week I referenced Philip Keller in the book A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. He was a shepherd himself over in Africa and he writes this. He says, in the course of time I came to realize that nothing so quieted and reassured the sheep as to see me, their shepherd, in the field. The presence of their shepherd put them at ease as nothing else could do. Whether it was day or whether it was night. We never know what each day may bring, but the presence of our shepherd calms our fears. He leads us to waters of rest. Like that old hymn, there is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God. A place where sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. His presence brings rest and peace. We also need to see this morning that Psalm 23 emphasizes, and it is a distinct emphasis in this verse, that the shepherd provides contentment by working hard for the sheep. Without the shepherd, we would have none of the blessings that are given to us here in Psalm 23 and in verse 2. It's hard work for the shepherd to provide contentment for the sheep. It's not something to be done in your spare time. It's not a part-time job. It's very clear that the shepherd's presence is an active presence. Without the shepherd taking action, the sheep would not know contentment. Notice what verse 2 says. He makes me lie down. In green pastures. Now, this is not necessarily that the shepherd is forcing the sheep to lie down, but this is a causative in the Hebrew to cause someone to do something, and he makes me lie down because he feeds me. He feeds me, and I'm content, ready to lie down. Without him, I would not be fed. Without him, I would not lie down. Verse 2, he leads me. He's the one. The shepherd is the one who leads the sheep to places of rest. Without him, I would not find these places of rest. You see, the role of the shepherd is indispensable. Without the shepherd, we would not find rest and fulfillment and contentment. And look at the results. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Not just any pastures, green pastures. Not just any food, good food. He leads me beside still waters, not just any water, but waters of rest. For a shepherd to provide these things for the sheep is time-consuming and requires great energy. Sheep flourish in a dry, semi-arid climate. 
In that type of climate, they are freer from parasites. They are freer from other health hazards. But in a dry climate, it's not easy to find green, lush pastures. Not in the Middle East, at least, where Israel lived. Water is scarce. A shepherd must find water for the sheep. Again, Philip Keller tells something that he saw one day in Africa. He watched a flock being led to a water hole. In the blazing sun, down at the bottom of the well was the shepherd, stripped to his waist, perspiration pouring off his body, bailing water so the sheep could drink. Everything depended on the shepherd's labor. Without the shepherd, the sheep would not find adequate food. Without the shepherd, the sheep would not find adequate water. Without the shepherd, the sheep literally would die. The shepherd must work hard so the sheep can flourish. John 10.10, Jesus says, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. John 10, 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Just think of what our shepherd has done for us. The abundant life that he gives to us does not come cheaply. Our shepherd labored and sweat under the noonday sun of Palestine. Our shepherd was stripped naked in his labor for us. Our shepherd suffered intense pain and agony on the cross that we might have life. Not just any life, right? Abundant life. Eternal life. He labored. We have benefited. He came into this sin-sick world so that we might have salvation. So that we might have all of these blessings that are given to us here in Psalm 23. He provides food through His Word. He quenches our spiritual thirst. He gives us rest and contentment. Brothers and sisters, look to your shepherd today. He is the only one who can can provide these things for you. Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep. Sometimes we struggle with discontentment. Sometimes doubts arise concerning the the provision of our shepherd. Maybe at times we're not satisfied with what the shepherd has provided for us. Maybe sometimes the grass may seem greener in another pasture. Maybe sometimes we go seeking out our own pastures, not content with what our shepherd has provided. The grass in another pasture or outside the pasture that our shepherd provides for us may look better. But it's not. Not with the shepherd that we have. Going for such grass can get a sheep into trouble. There's a story that is told of a shepherd who kept sheep in an area that had great cliffs. 
with ledges where a sheep could jump down to the ledge, but he couldn't get back up. And so you have a little drop here, you have a little ledge down here, and there's really good-looking grass on that ledge. The sheep jumps down to the ledge, eats the grass, and can't get back up. And that is a very dangerous place for a sheep to be. In fact, the grass that looks so good could harden in their stomachs. They don't have water to drink with it. That grass will harden in their stomachs. And they could even die. What looks so inviting, what looks so nourishing, brought death. How many sheep died or almost died because they were not satisfied with the pastures provided by their shepherd? The world is constantly bombarding us with the message that you'll find rest over here, contentment over here, it can be found in the things of this world. And that path may seem green and lush for a while, but believe me, it will turn brown, muddy, bare. You will not be satisfied. Don't believe the false hope that the world offers. The world offers pleasures that are vain and fleeting that will leave you empty and unsatisfied. Have confidence in what your shepherd provides for you. He gave his life that you might experience life. If God did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Look to your shepherd today. If you're tired of chewing on the gristle that the world offers, your shepherd has green pastures, lush green pastures. Come and be filled. If you're tired of your hopes being dashed by the false promises of the world, your shepherd has waters of rest for you. Come and find peace. Come and find rest. If you're tired of continually searching for that which will satisfy Your shepherd has worked hard to provide all that you need. Come and find contentment. Several hymns express this idea. Jesus, thou joy of loving hearts, thou fount of life, thou light of men, from the best bliss That earth imparts, we turn unfilled, unfilled to thee again. The best bliss that the earth has for us will not satisfy. There's actually a benediction in the back of the Trinity hymnal that we can sing, and it has this verse. May we abide in union with each other and the Lord And possess in sweet communion joys which earth cannot afford. You'll never get these joys in any other place. And then from that hymn that we sang earlier. Fading is the worldling's pleasure. All his boasted pomp and show. 
solid joys and lasting treasure none but Zion's children know. Don't settle for that which does not satisfy. Come and feed from the hand of your shepherd. Jesus Christ offers abundant life. Life that will last beyond this life. Eternal life. I pray that you make him your shepherd. I pray that he is your shepherd. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We were lost. Couldn't find our way without hope in the world. Thank you that Jesus has found us. Sought out lost sheep. And I pray that we would come know him as our shepherd. We thank you for all the blessings that we experience in the good times of life and the bad times of life. Lord, we give you thanks for everything. In his name we pray. Amen.